Hello and welcome to It Is Written Canada. How do you feel about the future? Someone has probably said to you, don't worry, don't be anxious. It's not the end of the world. Well, what if it was the end of the world? Would you have hope for the future? The Bible informs us that the end of this world will come. Jesus warned, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Yes, there are many wars, global conflicts today, yet the followers of Jesus are not to fear and lose hope or believe that God has abandoned them. God's great purposes will still move on unstoppable towards their final achievement. The Bible assures you that the Prince of Peace is coming and he will bring everlasting peace to your life. So listen to these words of Jesus. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Today on It Is Written Canada, we will be speaking to our good friend, Pastor Daniel Saw. Dr. Daniel Saw will share with you proven, practical, and effective ways to help you feel hopeful about the future despite the ongoing global wars or internal conflicts that you may be facing right now. Welcome again to It Is Written Canada. Today, our special guest is Dr. Daniel Saw. Dr. Daniel Saw is a healthcare professional, a pastor, and a chaplain who served in the Canadian Armed Forces and the Toronto Police Service. Dr. Daniel Saw, welcome to It Is Written Canada. It's a pleasure to be here with you all. So Dr. Sal, our first question for you is, what is hope? Well, hope is a big word, can mean many things to many people. But when we think about hope, we think about outlook, we think about perspective. I, I often have a, a punchline that goes like this, you know, when the outlook seems bad, try the uplook. Hope is looking beyond circumstances and conditions that are limiting, that may be negative, that may be bad or bleak. It inspires a sense of a better day, um, that there's gonna be a better outcome. And so it's often equated with the word optimism. And there has been a lot of research on optimism and hope. They're used interchangeably. In fact, um, there is a great author um, father of uh, modern positive psychology. His name is Dr. Martin Seligman. 
and he wrote a book called The Science of Optimism and Hope. And he talks about the value of optimism and hope and how it actually has both a positive psychological and emotional effect, it has a common effect, and also a positive physiological effect. In fact, science, the science of optimism shows that people who experience pain and hurt and perhaps even with health conditions like cancer and other terminal or chronic diseases, when they turn on the, the tap for hope, when they put it on, it actually um, blocks pain and it actually releases um, certain brain chemical endorphins and um, other hormones that actually can mimic morphine. And it also induces other positive physiological functions such as improved respiration, circulation, and motor function. So we certainly see a powerful parallel and correlation with optimism, hope, and good health mentally and physically. And I would also like to add spiritually. So on that spiritual note, when you're looking upward, gives you hope. What does the Bible say about the health benefits of hope? Wonderful. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, a great inquiry. I think, I think many people think, well, okay, with hope, if I could bottle hope in a pill, I'll take it, or, or if I get it at the, over the counter. But hope is a, a state of being. It is, it, it is a condition of the mind. It's a mindset, a mentality. The Bible specifically talks about having hope in God, hope that does not disappoint us, hope in believing in the God of hope. And I think one of my favorite verses of scripture comes from the Old Testament, Psalm chapter 42. And especially the last verse, the whole chapter is great. We'll ask our listening and viewing friends to take a look at it, to read it, perhaps later on. But the last verse talks about um, saying, why art thou disquieted, O soul, within me? Hope thou in God, who yet I will yet praise him, for he is the health of my countenance. And that's from the King James rendering. I love those words. Health, hope, looking up to God, because if I look around me, I'll be discouraged. If I look within me, I feel depressed. But when I look up, hope transcends our earthly situations that are often mundane and even morbid and gives us that upward look that inspires us. And Dr. Sao, what does the research tell us about the health benefits of having hope? Well, certainly, um, as I mentioned, Dr. Seligman, and there's another book, um, it was a TED Talk, The Science of Optimism, We Are Hardwired for Hope. And um, in the research, in the body of literature, it simply shows how hope has a powerful effect on our mental health and our physical health. And one of the big um, aspects of hope is when people are dying or sick and they feel as if there's no way out and they actually generate or they actually cultivate the thought of the fact that, that this is a death sentence for them. Um, the doctor says there's nothing more we can do for you and they don't have any hope they actually deteriorate faster. But on, in studies, it shows that those who actually believe in hope, and, and hope is rooted in the expectation and belief of who we are, certain core values and beliefs that guide our lives. It shows that hope actually has a therapeutic benefit on our health, holistically. 
So it's very fascinating science out there. And it's something that we, we all need to strive for because without hope, as someone said, we can live days without food, hours without water, um, minutes without air, but only seconds without hope. Hope makes the difference. Did you know that animals actually experience hope? What I find very interesting is there was a study done a little over 50 years ago where a researcher took domesticated rats and put them into a jar of water, just high enough where they couldn't get out and they had to struggle a little while. The first rat died very quickly, within a couple minutes. The second rats lasted a couple hours, but the other nine actually lasted days swimming in the water. She thought that was interesting, so she took wild rats, ones that are known for their aggressiveness and swimming behaviors, and did the same experiment. She put them in jars of water and went to see how long they could last. The rats only lasted a few minutes before they all perished. She thought that was incredible, and she's like, what is the difference between domesticated rats, or rats that are pets, and just wild rats? Domesticated rats have hope. And that was just a hypothesis, so she decided to put it to the test. She took those wild rats and did the same experiment all over again. This time, just before she felt that they were about to lose hope and give up and drown, she took them out, warmed them up, and put them back into the water. And every single rat outperformed their last time by hours. So this just shows the mighty significance between hope and health, hope and literal life. Hope helps you continue to keep going on when you're stressed, when you're in pain, when you lose a loved one, when it's literally cold outside when you're maybe stuck in an avalanche, if you have hope, you will hold out longer. There was another study done with some elderly people to see how levels of hope correlated with their health conditions. And senior citizens that said that they had more hope or rated higher on the hope scale had less chronic illnesses, less anxiety and depression, and even lived a little longer. So hope is very important to our health and literally life-saving. And so as we continue to talk about optimism, there's so much research in the literature that shows the value and the benefits, especially as it relates to our mental and physical or psychological and physiological health. Uh, there's also the flip side, the opposite side of hope. People experience extreme depression. Um, there's a condition or disorder called dysthemia, which is uh, also referred to as long-term or chronic depression. And it's like a panic, it was, used to be called panic depressive disorder, PDD. And it's where people lose a sense of, or lack of interest in normal activities. They, they have no energy, they're fatigued, they, they lack the zest and the motivation and they experience levels of anxiety, withdrawal, and feelings of inadequacy. And that is a very difficult and dangerous condition or state to be in. And so the only way to lift someone out of depression is really to inspire them with a sense of hope because no medication in and of itself can cure anyone. We know that every medication has side effects. So if we can help people naturally, inspire them with hope, 
believing in themselves, believing in God, believing that they will be able to have a better day tomorrow, better situation, then we actually begin to see not only their attitude changing, but their whole approach to um, themselves and life. So we can see how it's important to bring that balance. Many people who have depression were diagnosed with depression today, it is because they lack that high degree or sense of hope and optimism in their lives. According to the World Health Organization, over 280 million people live with and experience depression. Essentially, we need hope because hope inspires us to live not only for today, but look at beyond today into tomorrow. And I believe that hope has no expiration date. So we need hope. I choose to embrace hope, and I hope each one of us will embrace hope for our health, our healing, and our wellness. Hi everyone, my name is Arlette Susanna, and I'm here today with my son. Hi, I'm Samuel. And today we're gonna talk about sprouting. Sprouting is literally a, a, an easy way to get a lot of nutrition in a, a very concentrated amount of food. It's such an easy thing to do. I thought it would be a great idea to ask my son to teach us how to sprout. So can you tell us some, well, um, some of the equipment that we're going to need if uh, our friends are going to sprout? You'll need um, a jar. It could yeah, a wide mouth jar with um, the lid. And instead of the actual lid, we have a mesh. It could have air go through the jar still and not actually be closed. So you got your jar, you have your mesh and your um, ring. Yep, um, you'll need your seeds. Need your seeds. Choice, <laughs> you could use whatever ones you want. Which ones are we making today? Uh, we're making alfalfa sprouts. Uh, you'll need your tablespoon. So we're gonna get, usually it's like one to two tablespoons. So we're gonna do two. Two tablespoons. Two tablespoons of alfalfa seeds. Yep, and you'll also um, put a little bit of water inside. Why are you putting the water? What are you doing? Uh, we're letting them soak. And usually it takes um, four to eight hours to soak. You'll have to drain the water. Okay. I'm gonna pretend this is our sink. <laughs> So yeah, after you drain the water, um, we're gonna actually rinse it again. Mm -hmm. Good job. Make sure that you swish it around to get out any of the anti-nutrients. So after you rinse it, what do you do next? So you could do this like two or three times. And after it's well, um, well rinsed, drained, you like angle it so you have like the seeds going on the side so they're not all clumped in one spot. And then we get a bowl and like angle it like this so that all the excess water just drains down and so like the moisture can come out too. Within four to five days you'll already see tails of, actually you'll see more than tails. This is what the alfalfa sprouts look like when they have completed their sprouting process. So this is a jar just like this one. We did this one just last week and it is fully sprouted and we have 
beautiful alfalfa sprouts that are ready to eat. Look at that. Yep. Okay. Once they, they get to this finished stage like this, you can basically keep them in the jar. One of the benefits of sprouting in a jar is that you would replace the stainless steel mesh lid and you would just use the regular lid again to store it. So now I would seal it like this and store it in the refrigerator. And within a few days, we can go through eating these amazing alfalfa sprouts. And these are broccoli sprouts. They're beautiful and they're packed with nutrition. So about that much broccoli sprouts has as much nutrition as about two pounds of full grown broccoli. That's pretty impressive. And I just wanna show you the size of the broccoli seeds. I've got some here on display. I'll show you one to, to show you the size. Look at that. Very small. It's very small. But how much hope and potential in that one seed? That seed, given the right conditions, will grow through God's power to become a full mature broccoli plant with the broccoli vegetable that we would enjoy. We hope that you guys have learned um, how easy it is to sprout and you, that you try it at home too. And uh, you can try as many kinds of seeds as you want and just experiment and have fun growing some sprouts at home and enjoying the health benefits that they will bring. Yeah, thanks for your help, Samuel. That was really good. <laughs> The sprouting of seeds is such a good illustration of hope and so is prayer. So let's talk about prayer and how, is it, how important is prayer to making a person feel more hopeful? Prayer is vital. Prayer is this wonderful gift that God has given to us, this communication line with God. Prayer inspires hope. Prayer actually lifts our spirit, our soul out of the mundane things of life. In fact, there's a book that's written called Prayer is Good Medicine by Dr. Dossie. And he talks about uh, this powerful connection that we can have with the divine. And speaking to someone who is above and beyond our circumstances and conditions, even our own limitations. So prayer has a way of lifting us up and like sprouting, as you mentioned, prayer actually helps us to cultivate our relationship with God, with this wonderful, divine, sovereign creator who loves us and wants to have a personal relationship with us. So prayer is just such a privilege. In fact, other studies have shown by Dr. Harold Koenig out of Duke University, prayer and religious practice actually can impact our spiritual and physical and mental health in many positive ways. There is higher levels of, um, of wellness, there is longevity, you know, and there's also reduction in hypertension, reduction in stress, and lower levels of cortisol. So we can see that overall prayer is valuable in many ways, uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, and uh, even socially. Prayer is a connector connects us with God, and I believe it also connects us with other people. Prayer actually helps someone to connect, as I said before, with God, but it also helps them to have a sense of uh, power, a sense of joy and strength beyond themselves. You see, as human beings, we have limitations. We feel as if we've, meet, we've met the end of the rope or end of the road. But this hope helps people to hold on to something that is beyond themselves. It transcends 
through the human situation um, and allow us to rely on divine or uh, that higher power as we often refer to. So I really believe that hope has something special for us. We were actually hardwired for hope and hope inspires us to seek the God of hope that can give us uh, this wonderful blessing and benefit. Mm -hmm. I just can't help thinking about that beautiful hymn. We have this hope that burns within our hearts. So when you have hope and burns within your heart, um, hope in the coming of the Lord, we're going to see Jesus again. He's coming. Yes, I actually resonate with that. You know, when we look around, around us and we look at the conditions of this world, we can easily become discouraged and we can lose hope very quickly. But when we look to God, when we turn our eyes on God, He inspires us with that hope to know that one day He's coming to make all things new, that He is still in charge, that He's in, in still in control and He's got the whole world in His hands. I think of that classic story of the miners in Chile that were buried, just a quick reference, and they were trapped for 69 days, 33 miners. And they thought of giving up. Their food was running low, water was running low, but there were a few believers in God that continued to inspire the others and say, we're gonna make it. We're gonna see our families again. We're gonna see our children again. We're gonna get to the top. And would you believe it, that hope inspired them to live through that entire ordeal. As a result of that, when they resurfaced to the top, they were rejoicing and celebrating, but they named that place Campamento Esperanza, Camp Hope. So hope is real. It's tangible, not just pie in the sky. So Dr. Saw, are people who express religious or spiritual faith more hopeful? And if so, why? Generally speaking, people put their trust, confidence, and hope in things, namely material things, perhaps their house or uh, their bank accounts or their education. Uh, human beings are hardwired in such a way that we look forward to putting some hope or confidence in something beyond ourselves. So for those who have no concept or orientation toward God, it's in things that are transient and temporal. But for those who are religious and who are believers, who have faith, they place their hope in things that are beyond what will fade away or pass away. And so they naturally have an inclination to place their trust and confidence in God, which they know that is safe and secure. And that hope will last because it's not earthly. It's not going to you know, diminish or dissipate. And so I really believe that people who have faith uh, and are religious or have trust in God, they stand in on vantage ground. It's more advantageous for them because they naturally gravitate toward embracing this hope in God. So a final question, uh, Dr. Saw, can you suggest some strategies for a person who's saying, hey, I want more hope in my life? What uh, practical strategies would you give them? First, I would like to suggest replace negative thinking with positive thinking. Number two, trying to find meaning out of life. Uh, 
Previously, we talked about one of my favorite authors, writers, um, and inspiring um, models, Dr. Viktor Frankl. He developed um, a unique technique or approach theory called logotherapy. And logotherapy is a branch of psychotherapy in which this comes out of his own personal experience where he found meaning and made meaning out of trials, suffering, and difficulty. And he believes that that's the primary, uh, primary motivational force for human beings. And so I really would like to encourage our listeners and viewers to, number two, find a way to make meaning out of your situation. What is that situation teaching us? We can grow from a situation. We can either become better or bitter. And that difference is the hope that inspires us. Another consideration is that we um, consider having faith in this divine God, this sovereign God who loves us, who's created us in His image and likeness. Isn't it a wonderful and comforting thought to know that there's a God that we can go to when there's no one else to turn to, when the doctors say, we've done all that we can, um, when, when Friends say, I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. When the money is funny and the change is strange and, and we're down to our wit's end, down to the last straw and the odds are stacked up against us, I know that I can go to a God where I can lean on His everlasting arms and I could place my trust, confidence completely and hope in Him because my faith in God never fails because God never fails. And He's overcome death Yes. I mean, there's no end, right? Eternal. And that's, that's a great um, comfort and an anchor for people to say, hey, I have confidence. God and, will take care. And that hope is not just temporal. It's everlasting hope. And that's something we can go to the bank with. Absolutely. <laughs> so we thank God for hope in Him. Dr. Saul, we have come to the end of our time with you, but before we let you go, I wonder if you could pray for our listeners and our viewers to experience more hope in their lives. It would be my pleasure and privilege. Shall we pray together? Eternal God of hope, God who loves us with an everlasting love, we thank you for the time that we can share together today. We thank you for all of our listening and viewing friends. May they know that whatever situation they may be going through right now, that they can have hope in you, that you are there with your arms open wide to embrace them. So I ask that you will watch over us now and keep each one well and in good health, mind, body, and spirit, and inspire each one to greatness and hope in you, the God of eternal hope that will one day come to take us back home. Until then, help us to live with that hope burning in our hearts each day. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayer, for we ask it in the loving and soon coming name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Dr. Daniel Saw, thank you so much for joining us and It Is Written Canada today. It's been a joy for me to be with you all here today. Thank you. Friends, if you want to get more hope in your life, we have the book for you, our free offer. It is entitled, I Want More Blank in My Life. So you fill in the blank, I want more hope in my life or joy, confidence, peace, freedom, 
rest and relaxation, you name it, this little book can help you find what you are searching for. Before you go, we would like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. The Bible is where Jesus found his hope. While he was being tempted by the devil, he declared, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.